well, I basically had this question as a real question. If I only had an hour or two every day to work in my business, yeah, what would I do? So that's what people need to ask themselves when they wake up every single morning. <laughs> yeah. So like if you live at home, you don't travel, you don't have a bunch of stuff going on. Even if you do have much stuff going on, you ask yourself that question, right? all the rest of the fades away. All of it. You say, oh, that one thing, I got to do this. No, that doesn't matter. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and oh my word, I feel like this next interview, guys, is like a way overdue interview. Um, as you guys know, actually, let me, let me back up. Right now, as I'm recording this episode, we are on a cruise ship. We're at the Modern Profits Cruise event with Ross Williams. Shout out. Um, that's a shameless plug and, and something I did not get paid for. Um, but for real, it was a great event. And uh, next year, I'm sure it's even going to be better. It'll be absolutely awesome. So if you didn't come, you missed out. Seriously, you get to hang out with people like my next guest here and uh, all sorts of other cool people. There's like, I don't know, what was it? Like 17 speakers, 14 speakers or something like that. Yeah. It was super, super cool. Um, so we had tons of fun. And what that allowed me to do is it allowed me to go and interview a bunch of really cool people. And so um, my next guest here is someone that I have known for, it's been like four years now, dude. Yeah, I think it's I think been like so. four years. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. And uh, we actually, so when I first got started in social media, my Facebook group was kind of my first big thing that I did. And uh, we actually joined and started Facebook groups almost around the exact same time. And um, we were like 5,000 members, almost uh, the same, 10,000 members, almost the same. And then you just like took off and went all in on it, which mad respect for. But uh, my next guest, guys, you may know him, you may not. I call him the redheaded marketer because he's this redhead guy. He's absolutely cool. He's uh, someone that I've known for many years, someone I have a lot of respect for. And is just really, really good at what he does. Arnie Giske, man. Welcome. Think Different Theory. Thanks so Thank much for you. being here. Thank you. So yeah. how you been, dude? Good, good. You, Dude, you travel all the time. Like how many countries have mm-hmm. you been to now? Over 25 in just the last... Two, three years. 25 in the last two, three years. So like yeah. for those of you, for the audience members that don't know who you are, tell me a little bit about how you got into that because like I know your backstory and we're going to kind of dive deep, but like I think that this is super important because the context, you know, like and the the perspective that you're going to bring yep. is m- massively different than maybe some people who've been traveling so much. So like what, just real short, like what's your backstory and like how did you get into going and doing that? Because you've been traveling now for two or three years, but 25 countries, like yeah. that's not something most people will ever do in their lifetime, no. much less dream about doing and you've done it all in the last two or three years. Yes, it was, it was insane. The last few years have just been monumental, like more growth, even in just one year, even just the last year than the rest of my life, Yeah, you know? And a lot of that came about from really wanting to change how I was doing things. Yeah. Um, and before I got into traveling and all that, mm. I was um, really unhappy with everything that I had going on, which wasn't much. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, unhappy with the, the lack of stuff going on. Right. Um, I was living out in Seattle. I had uh, uh, pretty much was um, just not enjoying what I was doing. I knew I was meant for something different, something bigger. 
and I was playing a small game. Mm -hmm. um, that kept me um, drinking. That kept me hanging out with the wrong people. That kept me playing small and really, really staying in this little box. But I always knew that wasn't me. That box wasn't something I wanted to sit in forever. Right. Did but did you so like when you were there though? That like did you like know that though? Like did you know that you were playing too small at the time, or did you not know any different? You're like, yeah, maybe there's something more out there. But like like where where were you mentally then? Yeah. So I I always kind of knew that um, you know that's not how I wanted to continue living and being. Right. But I didn't know exactly what was going to um, change all those circumstances. Mm -hmm. So even through, um, you know, high school and a couple of years of college and and all that, I was like, OK, um, I'm enjoying a lot of the things I, I do, but I don't feel like this is something I'm going to keep up. You know, it's my college right, year. Right. I'm going to be a little <laughs> reckless, not not figure stuff right. out. But I know I will. Right. Did eventually. you go to college? Uh, yep. Where did you go to school? I went to Seattle Central, okay. so community college out in Seattle. And what did you say? Uh, small business management. Okay, so you you kind of sounds like we maybe had that like that general direction that maybe you want to go to business. Yeah, I've I've always just been fascinated a lot, a lot like you with like the psychology yeah. of people. Like, yeah. why do people make certain decisions? What's going on in their heads? All that. So, um, always been you know entrepreneurial minded, yeah. and I needed to kind of refine that you know, really gets more of the concepts down. So hmm. um, even just, you know, a couple of years doing that um, and, and learning about that, it probably taught me, you know, 2% of what I know about business now. Right, right. But it got me to wrap my head around some of the possibilities mm. and, and kind of stick a toe into the, the yeah. world. I, I really do want to get into your, like, your travels and stuff, but since we're on this topic, I want to kind of dive further into that. I'm curious, do you think, because you've studied human psychology, obviously, mm -hmm. I mean, you're a marketer, so I think we all to a certain extent have, but I mean, you've, Dude, you grew up with Facebook group of 70,000 people. That's a lot of freaking people. So, like, do you think that some people just have it? And some people, like, obviously there's, like, entrepreneurship, like, it just clicks for some people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, do you think that, like, people just, some people just have it and some people don't? Or do you think that marketing slash business slash things like that, like, is that a teachable skill set for the most part? It's 100% teachable. Mm -hmm. Anybody can do it. But what I have seen so many times is people's brains are so wired differently. Mm. One thing is going to be extremely difficult for somebody and somebody else is just going to be able to go up and rock it, you know, with the same or even less training, you know, everything from doing a presentation to figuring out a piece of tech to um, negotiating, you know, stuff like that. Some people um, just kind of can step in the game right. and start killing it. So what I've seen in that in a lot of cases, is a lot of people are putting their talents in the wrong places. So they're not acting out of their zone of genius and they hit every roadblock there is, mm. you know? So when you're especially starting out, solopreneur, you got 18 hats, <laughs> you suck at 16 of them, yeah. you know? And those other two, you're still learning how to right, do right. <laughs> Even if you're naturally good at those things. Right. So that's what I find a lot of people get, get caught on is, you know, they don't have the resources, the money, the time to do the things that are way outside of their, their right. zone of genius. Were you someone that like just... Like, what, did you just pick it up right away? Or like, what was your process of like learning and getting into that? Yeah. So, um, I, so we talked about this earlier in the panel and, um, I want everybody to think of how all of their different unique experiences mm -hmm. have added up to what they do now, what right. they know. So everything I've done from, you know, like, you know, writing pedicabs. So, uh, for listeners out there, if you guys don't know what a pedicab is, is those three wheeled bikes that you ride around in tourist locations. And, uh, I did that for like, two or three summers out in Seattle. Wow. So 20, 40, 60 bucks a pop. 
to tourists and I was driving people, you know, no motor and yeah, making, making money. Cow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Squatting like crazy. But that experience taught me so much about, um, uh, sales for one. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta pitch 50 people on the street to get a yes. You know, so you were out, like they didn't like line up or register beforehand. You literally just walked up to them yep. and were like, "Wow, that's crazy!" Yeah. How long you said you did that for a couple summers? Yeah. And was it like, did you buy the the pedal bike or so whatever, or did you you rent it? There's a shop in Seattle. They rent it, uh-huh. so you pay you know twenty, forty, fifty bucks for the whole day, mm-hmm. and then you go out and you make as much money as you can. That's crazy. That's that's your parameters. You pay us rent, go make money. Good luck. And then, like, do you get like, do they track your sales, or do you track nope. your sales? Is it like under the table? It's like, is just, it safe, it's JD? Like, like you know, it's like it's like legit, like business license. Everything. Wow, really? Yeah. So that was my first business. Started at eighteen. Do um, you have a, like a, a? Have you ever had like a traditional corporate job or anything like that? No. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, wow, that's a super unique experience. Then. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and like that kind of experience taught me um, so much. Like, I'll give you a quick example. The the most money I ever made doing that was a thousand dollars in a day. Wow. And this is, you know, a lot of people out there listen, a thousand dollars a day. That's, that's not much. Right. But I'm riding a tricycle around Seattle, giving people rides. Right. 20, 40, 50 bucks at a time. Yeah. That's a lot of rides. Right. And that day it was a Seahawks game and sports, sports events are always just nuts. Right. Yeah. And the morning I got in, it was, it was raining. It was terrible out. And, um, I remember almost nobody showed up to ride. They were like, no, this, is, this sucks. I'm not going to do it, you know? Wow. And they uh, just weren't showing up. So there's only a few people out there. And I remember sitting there in that that pedicab shop, sitting on the bike, saying, do I really want to deal with all this right now? Like, I was, yeah. I was seriously, like, I didn't have that much money right then. Mm-hmm. I probably had less than $500 in my account. Wow. And I ended up having to uh, go buy rain pants. There was like a, a sportswear store right nearby. So I had to go buy rain pants. It was like $200 or something like that just what? so I could do the day. And I planned on bringing it back when I was done. Um, <laughs> quick return. <you> know? <laughs> like, hey, they didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, they out but they're soaking wet. I have you know? done that. Like, yeah. yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah. And um, I was sitting there drinking my coffee. I got to do it. I got to ride. Mm-hmm. Um, let's make it happen. So... I went out ride after ride after ride because everybody coming out of their cars going to this Seahawks game was miserable. They just want to get there as quick yeah, as possible. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, prices went up. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. So you could charge way more. Everybody leaving at halftime because it's so pouring and terrible out. I literally had rides for six, seven, eight hours straight. That's crazy. And the biggest thing that helped me do that day and just absolutely crush it was mindset, 100%. Mm. So when I went into that, I was sitting in that shop, having a nice warm coffee, and I had the decision to go out and do it yeah. or go home and sit inside and be warm. Mm. And I went into that day thinking, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be the best day ever. I'm going to have the best attitude about this because if I don't, I'm going to be miserable all day long. Mm. I'm going to be soaking wet. I'm going to be hating it. I'm going to want to leave. But I literally just put on this vibe of, um, I'm going to go out and do the best I can, be in the best mood I can, help people out. And, you know, get them to their cars, get them where they're going and uh, just just crush it. So one ride after the other, that was the best day I ever had doing that gig. That's crazy. How did you know that? You said you're like 18, 19 at that time. Mm-hmm. So like, how did you know the power of mindset back at that age? Yeah, uh, great question. So I think I picked it up a bit through um, some of the people that I was working with there. So mm-hmm. there was other bikes, there was other riders. And uh, one of my uh, uh, 
guys there, he was like the OG in the shop. You know, mm. he uh, helped the other writers out. He'd been doing it for a few years. Right. And um, he helped me out on my first day too. I carried a 300-pound man up a parking garage with no motor in the back of my bike. 200-pound bike, 300-pound guy. Whoa. That was my very first ride ever. So the guy calls me over. His name was Ed. Ed calls me over and goes, Arnie, I got you your first ride, man. And I turn around. I'm like, let's go. Oh. And I see this dude. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. 300 pounds. I was like, okay. And uh, the whole time, you know, he was testing me. That was my first day. So, all right. All so right. he's like, if he can do this, he can hang. Right, right. You know? He can do it. Yeah. So I was like. I guess I'm going to do it. I can't give up. Right. You know, I'm I'm like halfway at this parking garage. I want to just slide backwards. In. Oh, my gosh. And I carried him up it. And hmm. um, it was just like the 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 mindset of, you know, you can't just stop. Right. And, and say, OK, I'm good here. Hop out. Right. I've had that after 12, 14 hour days doing right. that, riding people around. And then you're literally dead tired. Right. Your legs should not be functioning now. Right. But you got to do the gig. Yeah. You know, you got to yeah. get it done. So um, I think that always stuck with me of knowing that if I can put on that that attitude, that mindset yeah. of positivity can do service, hmm. that I can attract people into my business and get them to want to hop in and take a ride. Right. Well, and I like that analogy too. And I think it's interesting, like when it comes to the energy that you are able to like get, cause you, I mean like fi- actually you physically <laughs> needed energy to go and do that. But like, it's interesting. Like when you have the positive mindset towards it, it's like your mind and your body like finds the energy totally. within inside of you to like go and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like you, you go in there with that mindset of everything and it's like, okay, well then I'm going to go and do that. I'm sure that that lesson has stuck with you. Well, still Absolutely. to this day. Completely carried over. Mm-hmm. How, so like tr- transitioning into, because, oh man, there's so many things that we could go to this. But <laughs> I, I do want to get to kind of more of the travel thing. So yeah. you do that, and then you transition from there right into digital marketing? Or, like, what was the process? Yeah. And they're just quickly into so the digital marketing side of things. Here's a cool one that uh, I don't always talk about. And I know this is perfect for, for you. You did a similar thing. Was uh, right after college, I was like, okay, um, now I want to go legit. I can't be riding bicycles around all right, the time. Right. Um, I want to, you know, figure out how I can make a career. But at that moment, I knew for sure, I said, I don't want to get paid hourly. I want to get paid for the value I can bring to the table. Mm. So I always had that that idea, you know, mm. the entrepreneurial spirit of it. So I go out on Craigslist and I post, hey, I am looking for uh, a sales job that has commission to it. Mm. And I got all kinds of shady offers. I'm sure. All kinds of shady offers. Um, and I ended up uh, looking into the insurance world. So I had... Uh, three conversations, interviews with insurance companies that were, you know, selling on commission. Hmm. So um, there was another lesson within that too of just because you have multiple options doesn't mean any of them are good. Mm. <laughs> mm, that's that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. So if you got two options, doesn't mean any of them are good. It doesn't mean either one of them yeah. are good. Yeah. So uh, real quick, I do want to stop you there uh, specifically about the value that you're bringing to the world. One of the things I think you're really good at is you are able to, I don't know how to say this, but like, dumb down or simplify yeah. things that like some people may have heard a thousand, you know, may, may have heard a thousand times, but like you'll say it and then it'll like click, right? And I've watched you be yeah. able to do that with your group and stuff like that. Like talk to someone about, like talk to me about the mental shift. Like how would you explain this? Cause like this is something that like one of the things that I've been trying to do and actually JR, who's been on the show, uh, shout out JR and you know him. Um, he talked about like the importance of like using analogies, right? And how, how he's yeah. been like trying to like do that better and like stuff like that. And so one of the things that I'm trying to do is like better, like be able to explain things to people in a way that they yeah. can understand. Cause like sometimes I'm like, 
man, I am way too into this, you know? Yeah, so yeah. like <laughs> the shift of not being paid by the hour of your time into, you know, going from that to like, hey, I want to be based, like paid for the value that I create, yeah. right? I feel like that's such a, sh- like it's, it's absolutely crucial shift, yeah. but I feel like it's such a scary shift, right? And for like a lot of people, there's this like, there's this thing where it's like, I don't know if they're scared, right? Like they, yeah. they, they don't feel like they're that valuable or whatnot, but like, what, like, how did you know that? Or like for that person that's out there, that's like struggling to figure out how they would do that for themselves. I mean, you just did it, you know, simply yeah. like in a crazy list, but like, what would you tell them and explain to them if like, Hey, here's how you would do that. Or here's the like uh, things got, that you need I to focus a per- on. Perfect story for this one. Perfect. So, um, a little bit later when I did get into the internet marketing world, mm-hmm. one thing I started out by doing was, um, writing emails. So I would write emails for, uh, e-commerce companies. I would help set up their uh, their autoresponders and, you know, write a campaign, do some split tests, you know, learn about their audience, all that. And I was doing this for 200, 500 bucks mm. per, per, per person. Wow, okay. And most people wouldn't even take me up on that. Wow. They, oh, nope. You know, and I was like, you know, I know what I have is good. And, and, and for, for context, guys, good copywriters... <laughs> for email sequences like that's thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of dollars like it's not uncommon for that what he was offering to be what like five five grand you know like yeah. seven grand something like that yeah. yeah so um i was doing that for a while and i i realized i had really bad filters of who i was talking to how i was mm-hmm. getting to talk to them and um i was on one of those freelance sites and i remember i applied for this gig they said oh you know we uh have this store we sell uh uh physical products to chiropractors and blah 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 um, and we're looking for somebody to write some emails for us. Mm. So I pitched them. I was among, you know, 50 applicants or whatever. Right. And they hit me up immediately and said, hey, we really like how you talked about, um, you know, your focus on story and all this other stuff. Right. And not just how much you are going to write and charge and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so I first I pitched it a little differently, more on the value to them, not just what I can right. do, you know, um, what's included. So they hit me up and, uh, you know, I got on the phone with them. And I was learning a little bit more about their business. And one of the first things they said to me was, our email list is uh, 90,000 people. Oh, dang. And in my head, I'm like, wait a second. Right, right. <laughs> wait a second. And I was just thinking, I was like, I could literally send a picture and a link to those, those people's favorite product that they sell the most of. Right, right. And make them tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, right. Even if the, the total copy of everything was totally bad. Nothing. So, right. Hey, this is our client's favorite product. Want to check it out? In a picture. I, right. I would make them tens of thousands of right, dollars. Right. Literally. Right. So I was like, there's no way I'm charging these people like $300. Right. So um, I decided literally on the spot, on that phone call, I was like, I'm going to charge them 10 times as much. I was like, I'm going to charge these guys a couple grand and, um, you know, just... Throw it out there and see what they say. Yeah. See what they say. So, uh, you know, walk them through. Okay, here's my process. Here's what I do. Uh, we're going to get this many emails and, you know, you'll get them in these next two weeks. Right, blah, right, blah, right. Blah. And it's going to cost us much. Say, okay, cool. Um, where, sh- where should, uh, where do I pay? And Just was, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting there like in my, in my parents' living room on this, on this sales call. Right, and right. <laughs> and I was just like, PayPal's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was freaking out. Um, and right after they paid, it sunk in so much of the value. I didn't do anything different on my campaigns. I didn't do anything different on my process. Mm. I wrote the same amount of emails, set up the same amount of tech. Mm. 
But just because they were in the position to receive the value I had to bring, mm. I was able to charge them more. So um, always think of that when it comes to the value, the pricing, the target market, all that. Because if a small store has a thousand subscribers and makes you know five grand a month or something, they're not even going to want to pay five hundred bucks for a campaign. Right. But if somebody has ninety thousand, they're already making six figures a month, a couple grand, they're going to throw it down. Right. So um, that's when it really, really sunk in for me of value-based pricing. How can I work with people mm-hmm. who are going to find what I do more valuable so I can charge them more? I think that's super important. And I think that, or not, not important, I think that's a great analogy and a great story of like, oftentimes, I know for me, a lot of the lessons that I have learned in my life, I've like wanted to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I should be doing this, right? Yeah. And it's almost like I stumble into it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like those things of like, ah, oh, man, Oh, that's what that looks like, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like once you can experience it for that first time and then you like realize that it's possible. I, I remember mm-hmm. a similar story like with me and, and I won't go into like the whole details or story of it, but mm-hmm. I remember my first high ticket gig that I sold, it was $3,000 yeah. and it was for Instagram service and, it, and I normally sold it for $500 beforehand. I was like busting my butt on it, right? And I sold for for $3,000 and it was like at one o'clock in the morning and we didn't have PayPal set up. We didn't even have a company yeah. email set up and the guy was like, yeah, like send me the PayPal link, let's go. And we're like, <laughs> All right, you know what I mean? Like put together the PayPal. And uh, this is back when I was with my first business partner. And we literally created an email called um, J&J Consulting, I think is yeah. what it was. Like, because that was the first message of our name. And like sent them over the email. And it's like you experience it and it's like you suddenly believe it's possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you suddenly start to realize like, oh, I can actually do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then you never go back from that. And then you never go back from that. You're like, there's more of them out there. Right. Okay, cool. We, we Our standards just got completely raised. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's super, super true. Okay, sorry to cut you off there. So back to the story of um, how you got into that. You applied for the different insurance people, and there's you had different options. Yeah, so back to the insurance. So um, Going into digital marketing. Yeah, yeah so I uh, uh, it was one of those insurance MLMs, and oh, um, really? I'm so glad I... I Tried my shot at MLM before I got into the online world and totally tanked my reputation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> DMing everybody. Uh, I didn't know anything about online marketing. Yeah. Thank no God. shots thrown at MLM, but major shots thrown at MLM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but my reputation was safe. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I just kept getting deeper and deeper into it. And the more I got into it, the less I realized that this was not for me. It was not the best company. And it was, uh, it just ended up being shady and a bad opportunity. So, um, throughout that, I don't regret the experience at all though. Like this took me from instead of having a 10 second sales pitch of, Hey, do you want to hop in my pedicab so I can take you back to your car? It was a two hour sit down at somebody's house to try and sell them an insurance plan that they'll pay for for the rest of their life. Mm. That's a very different That's sales cycle. That's a huge cycle. different sales cycle. Huge difference. Right, it's not just like, hey, you want it? Nope, okay, next person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm taking all this time to go out, set appointments, call people, all mm-hmm. this stuff, and um, literally go drive out to their house on my dime, um, talk to them for a couple of hours, try and figure out something that works for them. Majority of times, get a no and be on my way. Right. Um, and I did that for six months. And it was way too long. I should have been gone after two. Yeah. But I'm super ambitious because I always know that there's a way through it and a way to do it. Yeah. But what really got me um, out was, uh, you know, I started getting a little bit more traction, doing better, making some money. And uh, I I had like my biggest week. Um, I sold like a few thousand in policies. I was about to get a big fat commission the next <laughs> next week. And like almost everybody charged back. 
they're like, oh, I changed my mind. I don't want that policy anymore. So I made all this money. I did a road trip. I drove four hours to the other side of the state, stayed in a crappy hotel, with five other people in there. I went out. I was like, I got to do it. I like, if I don't kill it on this trip, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. So I went out, I sold a bunch of policies. And then, um, a week later, all that effort, all that hustle charge back, mm. charge back. All that, that was, was gone. Crazy. So I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Hmm. Appreciate the opportunity. No, not anymore. But throughout a lot of that, um, I was learning so much because I was, you know, really just getting beat up in the field. Hmm. And yeah. that's where the strongest lessons come in. So throughout that whole time, I was thinking, maybe I should start a blog or something. Right. Maybe I should, you know, share my story here. Yeah. How do I even do that? Right. And then after I left that, um, I was went back to pedicabbing for a bit because I was like, oh, I know how to ride bikes. I can right. make some money. Right, right. You need cash. And when I wasn't doing that, that's when I got into the online world and started learning how to blog, how to set up a site, what is email marketing, how to go on WordPress, mm. um, you know, watching all this stuff on YouTube. And that's what got me into the space at first. So after that, I started um, selling other people's services on commission, um, you know, web design, apps, nice. social media marketing, all that. Terrible business model, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but once again, learned a ton Lots of stuff. Lots of experience. Got into the space, you know, really became uh, better at the consulting side of it where I knew how the pieces started to fit together. Yeah. And around that time, I was like, this sucks, I need skills. So that's when I started learning all of the the copywriting and direct response, mm. more marketing psychology. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go offer my services because I don't want to deal with this crap of selling everybody else's. Yeah. I think it's, it's super interesting how like, the more you do things that I don't think people really understand the the importance of it. Like the more you do stuff, even though you failed at mm -hmm. a lot of things, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was like, oh, this sucks. Oh, this sucks. Oh, this sucks. Like each one of those things like all built up, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what happens with a lot of people in life that don't make it, right? And at least that I, I've seen in studying human psychology is your perception of those things greatly dictates whether or not you're going to make it or not. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like you and I, I mean, both similarly, like went through the journey of like trying a bunch of different things. I tried insurance mm -hmm. as well. Um, mine was business insurance. So I would sell like door to door life yeah. and health insurance, you know, knock on uh, <laughs> doors to businesses, 500 doors in one summer, made one sale. Right. It was a <laughs> big, you know, big commission check. I'm like, yes, uh, no, but you know, it's like a recurring thing and it goes yeah. up like $300 a month. Yes. Right. But like you go that. And I think the difference between someone like you and, I, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this as well. is like someone like between the difference of like someone like you and I versus the someone that doesn't make it is there's one person that's going to go through their life. Like we're going through life, right? Mm -hmm. Like time, I'm not going to get into the concept of time, but like time is moving forward, yeah, right? Yeah. And so we're going to end up at 80 years old. And I've been really focusing on that a lot recently. I'm like, holy crap, I'm about to be 26. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm not getting younger. Um, but like time is going to move forward, right? And yeah. we're going, like we're going to learn regardless, or we're going to, I should say, we're going to experience things regardless, right? But what you were being super intentional about always trying to see what that next step was. Mm -hmm. And that can get really tiring after a while, yeah. you know? And it can be like, there will be times, and I know for me in my own life, it's like thing after thing after thing. And you're like, is this the next one? Is this the next one? And this is the next one. And I think one of the big things that I realized is like, it might not be the next one, right? Mm -hmm. But your goal, your choice is to either continue down this experience path and do nothing 
or continue down this experience path and look for the bright side and like look for the next step of what it is, yep. right? Like you're going down the path either way, 100%. right? And if you continue just pushing and continue going and like piecing those and being intentional with your experiences, right? Like you stayed in the zone of business. Mm-hmm. You didn't go and be like, oh, maybe cheerleading's for me. Uh, maybe, you know, <laughs> po- Olympic pool person is me. Yeah. No, like you're like, no, I want to make money. I want to go down this. I think that, you know, played huge into a lot of people's success, but it sounds like particularly for yours as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and just kind of knowing that a lot of the skills we learn as entrepreneurs doesn't matter what business you're in. Right. If I can learn sales and customer service from driving a freaking tricycle, right. I can take that to any business in the world. Right. You know? Um, if if I can learn how to um be ambitious, be dedicated, and sit through, you know, dozens of appointments without sales, I can get through any challenge right. that I need to get through, no matter right. what is happening. So all of those things kind of grow the mindset, grow the experience level, grow yeah. your uh, just that personal development of how to deal with problems. And I honestly grew to love solving problems. Right. If stuff, if there aren't problems, I'm bored. You know, right. if, this, if the same thing is happening every day, if I'm too much in a routine, if I don't have new things coming in, getting thrown at me that I can solve and, and make an impact with, I would be so bored. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's let's fast forward or kind of jump. So you kind of get into this entrepreneurial world, right? And um, I mean, for those people that know you, or, or even for those that don't know you, Arnie runs a huge Facebook group, and you're all about Facebook groups. And I know you do a lot of launches now, which I think is super cool. But like, I, w- I want to focus on the travel side of things. Um, and I actually have questions for you. I think this could get really interesting. So I'm getting ready to go on a trip. Actually, I'm on it, right? Like this yeah, is yeah. this is stop number day one. one. Let's uh, go. This is yeah, this is day, day day four. Yeah, week yeah. one. And uh, so like, I'm writing daily recaps. At Josh Forty at, Travels. At Josh Forty Travels. Same with plug. <laughs> That's right. Um, but um, so like I'm writing a daily recap every single day, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're having it on Instagram. We have it going on on the blog that we launched on the podcast, which by the way, if you guys don't know, we have a blog now, thinkdifferenttheory.com. Um, on there, there's a blog tab, which is super cool. And so we just post a picture, write the recap of everything, but we're planning on going to like 14 different countries, all right? And um, it's going to be super cool. We're going to island hop yeah. around. It's going to be awesome. But I'm really looking forward to learning a lot. And you and I, I know we talked mm-hmm. earlier on this trip about like being just super open-minded going into it. And yeah. that's like, I think, you know, that was some great advice and I really took that to, to heart. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But like, how did you get into that? Right. Because like, yeah, you were probably not like your normal kid growing up. Like I get it. Right. Yeah. Like at 18, most people aren't doing pedicabs or whatever. But the decision to just be like, yo, I'm not going to have a car. I'm not going to have a house. And I'm going to literally pack everything that I have into like what? A backpack and a suitcase? Yeah. Right. And I'm going to go try to start a business. Like pretty much every business coach up until that point probably would have told you that's a terrible idea. A right? family member. Family member. Like the whole nine yards. That's terrible. Everybody. Right. You're going to go broke. You're probably going to die over there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're so, going to get robbed in Colombia. All right. So like what, like what led you to want to do that? Yeah. So I think, you know, when I got into the online space, there's a million different shiny things out there telling you what potential path is. Mm. Oh, you can start a business and travel. You can start a business, have an extra two grand a month. You can do this. You can do this. You can do that. And through that, that's where I kind of got uh, into the idea of the whole digital nomad thing. Mm. So I started uh, listening in a little bit more on like what that was all about, mm. seeing some of the you know YouTube content and all these different things around becoming a digital nomad. And that definitely appealed to me even I, since I was a kid, I loved traveling. Hmm. But there's a big difference between vacationing and traveling. Yeah. Um, and when you can travel and be, know that you're going to be gone for, you know, three months, six months, a year, hmm. it's way different mindset, activities, and somebody who's 
you know, going on a cruise like this for a week and just right. chilling, just chilling pool. out. Right, right. Yeah. So it's been um, a really relaxing week this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been very nice. <laughs> and so in the year leading up to before I started my my travels, that was a goal of mine. I knew I wanted to build my business to create more freedom so I could do that kind of stuff. Right. And just not have to worry about it. Right. But did, did you know going into, like when you left originally, did you know that this was not going to be vacation? Like, yeah. did you have the intention of like, yo, I'm going to travel 100%. and I don't know when I'm coming back? Yeah. Yeah. And quick, quick other note on that is like, I remember when I was doing pedicab and insurance, I just started, or I left the insurance, I was doing the pedicab and I was just getting started with like the blog and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and shortly after, I think six months after I launched my podcast and I looked at all three of those things, I said, huh, pedicab, I can't do that forever, but I can go out and make a couple hundred bucks in a day. Right. Insurance, I could do that, but that's really not the career for me. Yeah. Podcast, this is crazy. Right. I can put out a show and it doesn't matter if 10 people listen to it or 10,000. It's the same amount of thing. And then I was right, like, how can I make money like that? Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a super good, like that's a super big light bulb moment for a lot of people. Yeah. Right. I did Scalability. not. Right. I didn't learn that probably till almost two years mm -hmm. into my entrepreneurship journey, I would say. It was when it really like clicked for me that like there are literally activities that you can do that have the same amount of effort and can make you $10 or 10,000 or 10 million. Yep. Like literally the exact same amount of effort into doing that. Yep. And while it may take you a while to get that activity to that $10 million mark or $10,000 mark or whatever yep. it is, once you realize and understand that, it's like, why don't I just put all of my effort they, into that? Yeah, then you build the machine around that. Right. So that's what got me into courses a little bit later. Yeah. So, okay, so you, you realize that, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off with your story. Okay. How, why, why did you ultimately want to decide to do that? Like, what led you to travel? Um, I just wanted the freedom. I wanted to experience the world. I knew I had, you know, grown up in the same town my entire life. Seattle? Uh, yeah, in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And there was just so much more out there for me. Mm -hmm. So uh, in that year leading up to it, I was, uh, you know, still living with my parents, still trying to figure the stuff out in the business and just get everything um, going where it was consistent. Right. And I could be confident enough to take a leap. Right. So I had been hustling, hustling, hustling. I remember I was working on this one deal that summer. It would have been a um, uh, like twenty or thirty thousand dollar mobile app project, wow. which I would have gotten about a twenty percent commission on. So you do the math: a few grand there, right? Four or five thousand, right? Yeah, yeah. Where um, before that, I wasn't making money like that. Right. So I worked super hard, long on this deal, and um, it just fell apart last minute. I was wow. going to take that money and fly to Spain and just bounce. Wow. And I remember right after that, I felt so defeated. And I remember I had to cancel my gym membership. I was out of money. I was like, Dang. like $37 a month or something. I had to cancel my Dang, gym membership. And they're like, they're like, oh, uh, what's your reason for canceling? Because I knew they were going to, you know, bug me and try right, and keep right, me right. on. I was like, I'm moving to Spain. <laughs> and he was like oh <laughs> like try and handle that objection all right <laughs> well we're opening a location in space so yeah, in like yeah. six years so right <laughs> right right um and fast forward let's see i i think it was literally one year after that i was being flied out to barcelona spain on a paid speaking gig Wow. To go out there and present on what I was working on. Wow. So and was that your that was that your initial flight out of the country? Was that your first one? No. Okay. I, I started in Medellin, Colombia. But yeah, from one year, cancel my gym membership. Because you're out of money. 
a amount of money gig. to paid speaking gig. Go, go fly me to Spain. Well, Ari has one up on me, guys. I have never been flown out of the country for a paid speaking gig. <laughs> I've been flown in the country for a paid speaking gig, but never out of one. That's awesome. I got to ask you, okay, how much money did you have saved up when you took your first trip? Oh, man. Trip? Um, after, like, so after that whole thing, I was so out of money. Um, I just knew I had to really dive into something and focus. So right. big shout out. This is where Dan Henry came in. Yeah, Dan. Um, he really helped me understand a lot more of marketing, how to put the pieces together, how to, you know, execute a full campaign. Yeah. Not just this piece, that piece, yeah. third piece. Um, and I was able to focus more. So I was going through his stuff and I started to get more clients. Right. Um, and I just started adding up a little bit more, a little more higher value, mm. all that. And um, I remember just getting a, a deal in and it clicked me. I was like, I can do this now. Yeah. Like I can go and right. I can make this happen. And I got a little bit of money and this, this, so this is my burn the boats moment. You ever yeah. heard that, oh, yeah. that saying oh, yeah. burn the boats? Yeah. So um, that was where I, you know, I had a couple grand in the bank, but then I had two months booked at an Airbnb. I bought my plane tickets and I had $800 left to my name. And I flew to Medellin, Colombia, and that was my burn the boats moment. Eight hundred bucks left after everything is done. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and I knew that, like, okay, this is this is my only shot. Yeah. If I don't make this happen, I'm probably gonna have to call my parents to get flight money and come back right, come home. home. Right. I'm gonna have to get a crappy job that I don't want. Yeah. I'm gonna have to restart and you know mm. try and make this work. Right. Um. Or it's gonna happen. Yeah, that's, a, that's and, from the boat back against the wall right there. Yeah, so I I fought through it. I landed in a completely foreign country where I spoke the language a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I just was in this completely unknown space. Yeah. You know? Uh, luckily, I already had some connections there who were the ones that invited me down and everything. Right. Um, but from there, I had started ramping things up. My group was growing. My... Uh, uh, sales were coming in more for the agency. Hmm. Shortly after, I launched my first course. And because I knew my back was so against the wall, I had to just just fight through it and make it happen. Um, and I think it was like the month after I left Columbia was my first five-figure month. Wow. And how I got it was really crazy. It, I made a challenge to myself to make sales every single day for 30 days. I remember that. Yeah, I, you did it publicly too. Yeah, it was on Facebook. I remember. Yeah, and it wasn't like you know opt in, see how I'm doing. I'm like, I'm just gonna tell you guys. So, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you how to do it. I'm just gonna tell you what I'm doing. Right. And um, I just went through it every single day. Show up, make offers, and mm -hmm. I had uh, I think I made like 16 grand that month. That's awesome. And before that, I had only maxed out at like eight. Wow. So um, I remember those days. Those are the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sixteen grand. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> dominate in the world especially in colombia where you can have complete cost of living like a boss like fine restaurants cabs everywhere really top floor stuff for less than two thousand dollars a month i was living in a why don't i live in colombia what the heck Tony, you gotta go i was living in a penthouse for six hundred dollars a month what? yeah so it was the perfect place for me to go with eight hundred dollars in my bank account and just make it happen all right yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Okay, so traveling. Because you've traveled 25 countries, right? So what, yep. what, what came after, uh, what was it? where were you? Uh, Medellin, Colombia. Me Me Medellin? Medellin. Yep. Medellin. I'm not good with pronunciations, guys, all right? All right so like, where was next after that? 
Um, I think I came back to the States after that for uh, AdCon, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. And then yep. out of the country. Rapid fire off. What are some of the countries that you've been to? Like some of the names of everything. Uh, let's see. I've been to Spain, uh, UK. I've been to Australia, New Zealand, Indonesia. I've been to Croatia. I've been to Argentina. A ton of them. Wow, that's awesome. Okay. So I'm getting ready to go on this, this trip. Mm-hmm. And um, I recently sold the company, and so there's some there's uh, a, a, a nice chunk of a change there to to kind of you know be able to live relatively nicely while yeah, we go yeah. through. I'm not I'm definitely not penny pinching my way mm-hmm. um, through everything, which is super nice. But one of the things that I really want to focus on is learning and like really going in and like learning about cultures, learning about experiences or whatnot. What would you say has been the biggest shift in your mindset? sense traveling that you didn't have before and you're in a unique situation because you were only like what 20 years old when you started 21 years old i think 22 22 okay so 22 years old but like and and i'm still relatively young to 25 right when i'm doing this but like what was has been the biggest mindset shift that you don't think that you would have learned in america that you learned like just going to all these different places yeah so the biggest one for me that really really sunk in um was not how different everybody is around the world, mm-hmm. but how similar everybody is. Really? Um, rich, poor, middle class, living in the desert, living in the snow, living by the beach. Um, everybody has the same things they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really made me think of you know how we really are united as humans. Mm-hmm. And it also turns on my marketing brain. Yeah. Like we wow, still operate. Yeah out of our caveman brains from 10,000 years ago. Yeah. You know, food, shelter, water, comfort, love, community. That's what everybody wants no matter where you are. No matter if you make $200 a month selling bracelets on the beach. Right. No matter if you're an investment banker making millions of dollars a year. Right. You get up and your body tells you food, water, comfort, shelter, love. Hmm. You know? Yeah. And and Mm -hmm. that's, it's everywhere no matter where you are. So how they do it, how they cook, how they love, how their community looks. It's different everywhere. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So the similarities are there. How they perform those things may be different, mm-hmm. right? But like, And that's culture. That, and that's culture there. Yeah. And that's what really forms up the culture. That's super, super interesting. Huh. I cannot wait to go experience yeah. some of these things. What's been the favorite place that you've traveled to so far? Um, one of my favorite cities in the world is Barcelona, Spain. Barcelona. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to put that on the list then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have you ever been to Ibiza? Nope. All right, we're, we're supposed to go to Ibiza. Party Central. It's funny because I don't even party, right? Yeah. But uh, ever since I heard that song, I took a pill in Ibiza. I'm just like, that's what I want to go do right now. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it comes to business and marketing, so we focus we focus a lot about mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, on the podcast, we talk about personal development and really, really leveling up and identity and whatnot. But one of the biggest mental shifts and struggles that I've had to go through to prepare for this, because this, like, you have to remember, like, I remember, like, watching you go to all these different places and I'm like... I don't know how he's doing it, dude. That guy's crazy, right? Like, yeah, where, where are you at with that? How'd that go? It, 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 I mean, like, it was like I really had to work through that, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I told so my girlfriend, um, she is a big traveler. She loves it. She used to live down in um, the Caribbean. She worked on St. John. She mm-hmm. was a, a first mate. Like, she literally lived on the water, right? Yeah. Like, just absolutely loved it. And then the hurricane came, wiped her whole, like, wiped everything out. Mm-hmm. Like, she strapped herself into a closet, watched the roof come off of her, off wow. all of her clothes, like, ripped out right in front of her, like, all of her, you know, bed and everything like that, um, with everything there. And so. She went and instead of coming back, she's like, screw it. I've got like, I don't know, it's like five grand left or whatever. And she's like, peace out. I'm going to Europe. And so she goes and flies to Europe and goes backpacks, right? So she's like this traveler. She's like, whatever, you know, peace. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, 
oh, I want to build a $100 million business, yeah. right? I'm, you know, Sam Muffins, Dan Henry, like I'm on there, whatever drug they're on. In a right, I'm locking myself in a room, I'm going up. And yeah. so I think the biggest thing for me was is that I, up until this point, you have to understand, like I've been in Nebraska for about two and a half years now. Well, we're yeah. not there anymore, but like two and a half years. And coming out to Nebraska was like, there was a big mental shift for me at that point, yeah. right? Like that was a big, like a big thing. I was getting away from a lot of negativity in my mm-hmm. life at that point. That's where I really started to becoming the person that I am. The last year and a half of my life, I have orchestrated absolutely everything exactly how I want it. Yep. Like I knew everybody at Starbucks because I got drank it every morning, right? Yep. I knew everybody at the places that I normally ate. <laughs> I knew like literally everybody knew it was the same time I yeah. wake up, I'd go to bed. My neighbors knew like when my lights were going to be on. Like it was just a routine. I cleared out all this stuff. Like, and then, you know, I started, you know, dating my girlfriend and I was like, all right, here are the rules basically, right? And like here's we worked on operating right. system. But here's the thing though. Like She's my, like, nope. Right, right, right. <laughs> But like my living room, right? Yeah. It wasn't a living room. My living room had studio lights in it and an yeah. eight foot wide whiteboard that flipped around. Like, you know, like, so every aspect of my life was engineered exactly d- down to where I parked every day. Yeah. Okay. Like everything. So for me, getting up and like leaving all of that to where, hey, we're going to be in a different place every week. Yeah. Right. Or like two weeks at the longest. Right. And we're going up and doing that. I had to really work through the mental challenges that went with that out of my own comfort. Yeah. Right. And like comfort kills you. Right. Like, you know, you got to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And like for me, I was out of my comfort zone in my business. Mm-hmm. Right. But I was not out of What's my your, comfort zone. Your physical. Right. Not yeah. my physical comfort zone. Are you kidding me? My bed was awesome. My blanket was awesome. Like everything was awesome. And so for me, like getting over that and one of the big shifts that I had to, to do. And thankfully, my team is awesome. I have a lady working for me full time. She is just incredible. Her name's Carrie. And, um, I-, I swear she does the work of like six people. Yeah. I don't know how she does it. She's just like amazing. She's really good with systems and which has absolutely saved us. Uh, and then I have somebody else working for me. And like, I like literally went to them and I had a conversation and I said, I don't know how to be a leader when it comes to like traveling. I don't know how to be a leader when it comes to like this new phase of my life. I'm going to learn yeah. and I'm going to do the very, very best I can. But like, I just want to paint this vision for like the future of Think Different Theory. And I, I need you guys on board. Yeah. And I'm like, if you're not on board, that's totally fine. And like, we can find someone else, like no hard feelings, but like I need to be there. And it was amazing, like really watching them step into everything and like really like just step up to the plate and like shout yeah. out to both, you know, Carrie and Anne are just awesome. But my question to you is with this is like, how did you manage a team and how did you manage like, like really staying focused in business because like, dude, like yeah. my office was my place of focus. Yeah. Right? Like when I went into there, it was like distractions I off. I love go. that question. And everything, like how did you manage that? Yeah, I love that question because that was absolutely forced. Hmm. You know, if like the, the first big push I did on team and systems was my first Euro trip as a digital nomad. So, hmm. you know, Colombia in the beginning of the year and then, you know, in the States for a little bit, bouncing around. Yeah. Then I went to Europe for two or three months. And um, one of those one of those months, I went to six countries in one month. Wow. Ping, 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 ping. That's insane. And how I had to prepare myself for that as, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, um, was two big things. I asked myself the question, well, I basically had this question as a real question. If I only had an hour or two every day to work in my business, yeah. what would I do? Hmm. So that's what people need to ask themselves when they wake up Try every single morning. <laughs> yeah. So like if you, you know, live at home, you don't travel, you don't have a bunch of stuff going on. Even if you do have much stuff going on, you ask yourself that question, right. all the rest of the fades away. Hmm. All it. You say, oh, that one thing I got to do this. No. That doesn't matter. Doesn't this is my big lever. If oh, I yeah. can pull on this lever, 
That's the highest leverage activity I can do. Mm. So I was literally hopping through airports in Greece and Croatia and doing all this stuff and seeing friends and hosting events. Yeah. And I had a couple hours to work every day. Yeah. So I sit down and I think, okay, what's the highest leverage thing I can do? Mm. How can I empower my team to help me on the things that I can't do that yeah. I want to have done? Um, and that was our first real push at systems delegation. Mm. And it also made me step up and think big picture. Yeah, for real. Because if I was just in the nitty gritty of, you know, all that stuff I shouldn't have been doing, it would have taken me 12 hours. But if I say I got one, two hours to, you know, pull off uh, a campaign or, you know, make sure I'm getting some deals in. I was also, uh, you know, forcing myself to do less client work, zero coaching and only selling courses. Mm. So um, that's big. Yeah. So that gave me the freedom to say, I don't have to take phone calls ever. Right. I, can, I can communicate with my team without phone calls, right. you know, even voice notes and this and that. And that's super helpful when traveling too, especially like, you know, no sales calls. So you don't have to worry about the time zone difference. Yeah. 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 Or like, oh, our Wi-Fi sucks on this cruise. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not taking any calls. I'm right. not going on Zoom. I'm not live streaming. None of that, you know, and I never had to until I decided when to. Right. Um. So that forced me, like you're forced. Hey, you have two hours a day to work on your business. What are you going to do? Right, that's it. Hmm. That's super interesting. Yeah. So with that, let me ask you this. Here's a funny question for you. Um, What's the biggest like catastrophe that came from traveling in your business? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Let's see. Let's see. I think, honestly, this this has been the, the biggest kind of internal battle with myself on this is um what if i didn't do the travel what if i did go mm. your style and lock myself in a room wow what would my life my business look like oh man i've wrestled with that question so much even on this trip it's yeah. like what if i do this and i regret it yeah like oh. and and that was always coming up for me cuz if i'm you know doing all this stuff i'm flying out to croatia chilling on the beach with my friends and stuff you get kind of like that little bit of work guilt. Yeah. Like I should be working right you now. You really do. I know I have people to take care of, people that are looking up to me. Yeah. Um, who am I to be doing this right yeah. now? And I've I've always wrestled with that, even on this cruise this week. Um, but it it always comes back to the kind of like the five year rule. You ever, you ever heard of that? Of mm-hmm. like, um, is it really gonna matter in five oh, years? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, if somebody insults you or something crazy happens. Um, are you going to remember in, it in five years? Think of it on the other, other side. Um, in five years, am I going to be more grateful that I was spending time with my friends on the beach in Croatia versus making sales funnels? Yeah. Locked in my Airbnb? Yeah. You know, hmm. what's, what's, what's the big picture there? What, what matters? What's going to um, be more fulfilling for me and give me a fuller life? Because hmm. like that first year I lived as a digital nomad, I think I went to 10 countries that year. Um, I was, I, I had more experiences that one year than the rest of my entire life combined. Wow. And time went so slow. You know, if you feel like, like for anybody out there listening, if you've been doing the same thing over and over and again, it feels like time's a blur. Oh, where did this year go? Right. Where did the last five years, 10 years go? What have I been doing with myself? Right. When you go out and you create these experiences, you get, you know, a week into an amazing trip, amazing journey, yeah. all these things going on. And you're like, wow, that was only a week. It feels like I've been on this cruise for a month. I know. And right? what was interesting is uh, Leah and I just went to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And I will say from the second we stepped off the, the even before, we, we left at four o'clock in the morning for the airport. Yeah. And I remember 
like being there at 10 o'clock at night. It was like 10 or 11 o'clock at night when we finally like lay down and it was like, okay, it's time to like, like chill out now. And I was like, oh my gosh, one day we had done so much. Yeah. And we packed, it was a five day, no, it was a four day trip total. And we went from Omaha to Nevada, rented a car, drove all the way to the Grand Canyon, toured part of the first part of the Grand Canyon, woke up the next day, saw Antelope Canyon, saw the North Rim, flew from there or drove back to Nevada, flew from Nevada to Wisconsin, went to a wedding and then went down to yeah. Chicago and the Chicago and flew back. And it was four days and I was like, I literally felt yeah. like that was a month long yeah. trip. It's That's insane. Yeah. That's so super like, interesting. When you do get that kind of stuff, it makes you a lot more fulfilled. You have a lot more experiences mm. and um, it just gets you out of your zone. Mm. And like that's when the most activity happens in your brain. Yeah. You're not just clock in, clock out, even as an entrepreneur. You know, if you yeah. have the same set routine every single day, mm. you still feel like you're kind of clocking in. You're doing the same desk, you do, the same yeah. setup and you know, all that. I think one of my big takeaways from that, and it's, I don't know if it's a light bulb moment, but like some clarity around what you just said there and, and is like, uh, I like that five-year rule thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because like when you look at the big picture of your life, right? You've got what if you, if you live to be eighty years old, right? You've got sixteen five year windows over the course of your yeah. life, right? And so you get to basically build sixteen blocks of your life, more mm-hmm. or less, right? And it mattering in five years. And I think if you just look at the things that are important, right? So if you have your core values in place mm-hmm. and you have your goals in place, like all the nitty gritty that goes on in there, like you could have mad, you know, people mad at you. And obviously you don't want that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have people that love you, but they're probably going to go away as well too, right? Like there's going to be this whole thing. But as long as you can hit those big marks and you can get to that next five years and go either A, I have absolutely no regrets or B, I learned a ton, yeah. right? Like along the process of everything, I think you can really go and start to shape things. And I, I really like how you put that because I think it really starts to take the stress off the nitty gritty. Totally. And and I find like even month to month or year to year, any of those five year plans shift as you grow and find mm. your own values. You know, values isn't something you can sit down and write on a piece of paper. Right. It's like you experience life and you say, oh, this is important. This is too me. important to me. Yeah. Oh, this isn't as important for me. Mm. Um, like I'll, I'll tell you a story on that, on how, uh, money wasn't one of my core values still yeah. still isn't yeah um i remember so this was the same first year i started traveling all that i was picking up steam with my course i was i was making all this money i was doing good and um i did this promo and then uh selling the course for 297 and i shut it down at the end of the month it's all right at the end of the month it's going to go up to 497 and i'm not even going to open it yet so right. you guys can't get it and i did that i shut it down took away the order form all these people Hey, right, me, right, right. <laughs> let me in. Hey, Artie, let me in. Right. I was like, guys, I told you I'm going to yep. shut it down. You Happens didn't, every you time. didn't believe me. Every time. And so for like almost two weeks, I was like, nope, nope, nope. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give the market what they want, but I'm going to put it at 397. I'm going to throw in a bonus. So at this time, I was uh, living down in Argentina for about five, six weeks. And um, I was uh, there to check it out. I was actually got invited by this girl who I was dating in Colombia for a little bit. And that didn't work out. Mm. So um, I was down there. There was terrible internet. It was freezing cold. I had no friends, no girl there. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) But at that time, I was like right after that little promo. So I was basically just there working and eating. Right. And um, so I ran this little 48-hour promo for the course 397. Yeah. Um, I pulled in. $17,500 wow. in 48 hours. It's insane. And I didn't even make that the whole previous month. Um, and I was just sitting there watching my strike go ding. Ding. ding, ding. <laughs> and I was so excited, 
but I was not happy. I wasn't fulfilled、mm. at all. I was like, this is cool.、Wow. I know I can have opportunities come out of this. This is a resource I can use. But I feel like shit right now. Right. This is、mm. terrible. Like I got nobody around me to celebrate this with. Like of course my team and stuff, but、right. like physical presence, nobody around.、Mm. Um, I'm all alone in this 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 country. I don't I don't know anybody. Right. Um, and that's when I really realized that my biggest value was community. Like、mm. I would rather be making two grand a month living in Medellin, Colombia, with some amazing people amazing around people, me. Yeah. Then. Twenty grand a month,、yeah. living in a place not even having people around.、Me. Yeah. So that really shifted、mm. my view on money, and also kind of pointed me to that that value. That value. So if I didn't have that experience, and you know, kind of an extreme one,、um, I wouldn't have said, "Yep, that's it." Right. That's that's it. that's, that's what I care about the most. Yeah.、Right. What would you say with、uh, like? Ha- let me ask you this: Have you ever felt like it's hard to find friends in this game? True ones. True ones. What do you、yes. mean by that?、Uh, everybody wants to be your friend when they know you got something. Yeah. You know, like how many people are like, "Hey, how can I add value to you, bro?" Yeah. Hey, let's clap, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. all all these different things of like, "Hey, I want to get in your network or show up in front of your people." Yeah. All that kind of stuff. So like, I've been very grateful with,、um, you know, the the friends I've had like you through the years, where it's it's. So much better to go and actually like see who you vibe with. One hundred percent. Go to events and hang out with people, meet people through your your friends' friends,、yeah. all that, and see who's the real deal. Because time always tells. You know. Yeah. They're gonna show、really、up、does. a certain way. They're gonna not show up until they need something a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Real. And um, that just comes out. So over time, you you know who your who your friends are in the space and who just wants to buddy buddy. Buddy buddy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right,、um, we're wrapping up here, and so we're going to get to the end. We have some rapid fire questions coming up here, and then we ask、uh, one question on the end of every podcast. But I want to know, like, what are you up to now? And feel free to kind of tell your audience. I mean, I don't want to say just pitch, but like,、yeah. <laughs> like, what are you like? What are you doing?、Uh, where for, you can end with? Where can people find out more about you? But like, what's next for you? What are you working on? Maybe there are, are your ideal clients in you know the listeners here.、Yeah. And by the way, guys,、um, Arnie is one of the few people that. Uh, pretty much, I would give my full endorsement to and, and any of the projects that he's working with because,、Appreciate、like,、it. I just you know I, I know the quality that he brings to the table and like from a from perspective. I mean, even today we were sitting on the the panel of everything. You're talking about group funnels, and I'm just like, just get it right. Like, just go and like do it. And I know you're into some launch now stuff, and you do the Facebook group still. So, like, what's kind of the you know the the three month, six month, year long kind of future for you and where you're going? Like, what are you up to now? Yeah. So our our main thing has been for the last couple of years helping people grow and monetize audiences through Facebook groups.、Mm. So. Grow it, get the right people in there. Figure out how to get them on your list, make them offers, make a bunch of money. Tap into Facebook so they send you a bunch of traffic. Turn on marketing automation to do the heavy lifting, all that kind of stuff. So、mm. that's our our main thing, and we have a lot of tools to do that, such as group funnels, the software,、um, such as our launch processes, all that. And it's really to help people who know that they value community too, become leaders in their space,、mm. leaders in their community. Leaders in their industry, yeah, and you can do all three of those at the same time, yeah,、um, and really, really grow a business that you're excited about, yeah, with some amazing people around you. So、yeah. I've been so grateful to be able to do that in in my big group with over seventy five thousand people, and just have this community there. Everywhere I went around the world, I did a meetup. Almost every city, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, That's super super cool. Almost every city、uh, I went to. Did you ever have like one person show up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was creepy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just—it was really important. It was really creepy. It was a story for another day. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Really creepy guy. Yeah, one person meet up. 
That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> we went for dinner. <laughs> ah, there you go. At least you had some company there. Okay. So like with that though, what makes you different? Or like, where are your main focal points? Because I know you, you do launches and I've seen mm-hmm. some of the launches. I know you're working with uh, uh, some of the people that we even are going to have on this podcast mm-hmm. or, you, you know, friends of ours and people that I've worked with as well. Yeah. So like, what would you say makes you different or where do you really focus on um, in these launches for product launches and things like that? Yeah. So the big thing about all of this is breaking it back down to the human element of everything, mm. of psychology, of customer experience of um like if, if you have a funnel that's broken nobody's taking the actions you want them to take you think how do i change the button color maybe if i add this up maybe, <laughs> maybe if i do this maybe if i change the headline but you never sit down and think if i was going through this funnel myself why would i not take this action yeah you know what 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 seat am i in what am i experiencing what's on my mind and why am i getting stuck yeah so when you break down the human element of everything from engagement to joining a group to clicking on something, to reading an email, yeah. to making a purchasing decision, making a, a yeah. expensive purchasing decision. That is all the human element of it. So we, we've we designed every bit of our uh, strategies around Facebook group growth monetiza- monetization around that. Of That's awesome. If you are on the receiving end of this, how would you want that flow to go? How do you want to be sold to? How can we recreate that experience? Yeah. And when you know that, you design it from the get-go where it's a good experience for the people to come and work with you. They Super don't feel cool. sleazy. They don't feel spammy. They just naturally follow the breadcrumbs and right. become clients. And so that's what we help people do. That's super awesome. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, CourseLaunchProfits.com. CourseLaunchProfits.com. Guys, we will link that down below in the description of both the podcast and on all the different platforms that this will come out on. Um, as we're actually trying something right now for the first time ever, we're actually recording what? Uh, hopefully the video, hopefully the camera's still on. I don't even know. Um, but, uh, we might even be able to put this out on YouTube or something else. It's the, one of the first live interviews, like in person that we've been able to do, which is super, super cool. So yeah. Arnie, I super appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much Definitely. for coming on. Thanks uh, so rapid fire questions real quick and then we'll wrap up. Um, so rapid fire questions are just like, I have like five or six questions that I just, cool. you know, fire off. Uh, you've traveled a lot. So this first one here is what's your favorite airlines? Uh, American Airlines. American Airlines. All yeah. right. They it, always it, take care of me. Across the world or just in the States or just wherever they go. Wherever they go. You had a good experience. American Airlines. Do you have like an American Airlines credit card? I finally got their rewards card like three months ago. Yeah. I was like, I fly with these guys. I was going to say, like, you spend so yeah, much yeah. money with them. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, what is your, so like, I call it the guilty pleasure question. What's your guilty pleasure? And what I mean by that is, where would you spend a quarter million dollars on something for you? So for me, it's like a Lamborghini, right? Yeah. Some people, it's a house, right? They a half million dollars or a million dollar house or whatever, something like that. Like, what's your guilty pleasure if you had like a quarter million dollars or half a million dollars to blow on something, right? Like no consequences. You're not going to invest anywhere. Uh, I, I interviewed Robbie recently and he's like, oh, I'd, bu- I'd buy an asset producer or, or, you know, producing asset. I'm like, shut up, Robbie. Just tell me what you'd want. So like just what, a fun thing. What would you blow a half million bucks on? Um, a quarter million bucks on? A really dope condo. Really dope condo. Yes. Yeah. Are you, are you going to do that soon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Okay. Working uh, on that. That's, but I would do it one that much extra nice. If I had an extra, if you had an extra quarter million or half million dollars, you just blow it. Um, bucket list item that you have not yet done. Antarctica. Antarctica, dude. Dude, I've been to all six continents, uh, continents in a year. But Antarctica. All right. Well, if you ever go to Antarctica, I want an invite and I will right, come with you. Right. I made a deal with, uh, I think it was Dave Woodward. I said that uh, if we ever went to space, 
he would have to bring me, like, we'll, we'll yeah. go together. So Antarctica, I'll go oh, with yeah. you. Like, after I go to Antarctica, I'll be like, let's go to the moon. Let's go to the moon. All right. So go. we're going to have the next uh, entrepreneur meetup on the moon. So everybody who yes. wants to come, we'll do that. That'll be super awesome. Moonprofits.com. Okay. Moonprofits.com. <laughs> <laughs> How to launch your business to the moon. <laughs> All right. One more question before the final question. Um, what is your number one piece of advice for me when it comes to traveling? Um, put your phone away. Really? Put your phone away. You know, take pictures, documents. Right, right. Of course, I know you're going to. Yeah. But the more you can be present, like I personally don't wear headphones unless I'm on a phone call. Mm. Um, I don't walk around listening to music. Um, I try and listen to conversations. Really look up because mm. that's where all the art and beauty is in this world. Mm. In the little moments of um, stuff, whether it's good or tragic or beautiful or it could be a kid dropping his ice cream cone. Right. And then his brother running over and going, oh, no, right. trying to pick it up. Right, it's right. like little random things like that. Or, mm. or you know, I remember one time when I was, in, was, I was in Italy and I was walking down this beautiful street and then a dump truck drives by me. It smells terrible. Yeah, just, yeah. Cut, just attacks my senses. And then right around the corner, I walk into a bakery. And it's mm. completely changed. And, mm. and if you're not present, in your surroundings, yeah. you don't get that kind of stuff. That's interesting. You don't get those little moments. You don't have your eyes open. You have these little blinders on where you're looking at your your you know three yeah, by six phone yeah. instead of I'm the worst at that. Yeah. The rest of the world. So yeah. seriously, like when you're when you're on the move, you know if you're just chilling, if you're doing anything, cool, right? Um, of course, but you're doing this trip to experience it, not yeah. to just share it and, just to do it. and be on your phone about it, right? You know. Cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, final question. We ask this to everybody that comes on the podcast. We end every podcast this way. And that is fast forward to the end of your life. You're on your deathbed. Mm -hmm. And um, everything that you've done, all your money, fame, you know, everybody mm -hmm. that you touched is all gone, right? However, every single person that you have ever influenced, either directly or indirectly, you get to leave them with one final message. What would that message to them be? Mm, that's a good one. Um, I think for me, something I've really, really highly, highly valued in the work I've been able to do, I'm so grateful for, is the ripple effect of everything. Mm. Of um, after starting traveling, how many people have told me things like, I made the leap. I started the nomad thing. I saw you doing it. I believed it. That's I awesome. went all in on my business. Or um, that like, I don't drink. I'm like three and a half years sober. Congratulations. That, that people said like, um, like you're inspiring. I've, I've, you know, stopped drinking or cut down or whatever um and that ripple effect imagine if somebody sees that i quit drinking they quit drinking they create a better life for themselves yeah. their family they could go out and then start something crazy amazing yeah yeah or like the work i do with groups is i help people you know step up and become leaders and community leaders and that's not just about business not just about making money yeah but when they are empowered to do that and affect a lot of people, their yeah. mission amplifies. Yeah. So, like, imagine if I help, you know, uh, a nonprofit or something take a Facebook group from 100 people to 100,000. Yeah. How many more people's they lives could they, they change? Yeah. So, always think about the ripple effect in your actions yeah. and, and, you know, try and set a good example and put the work in to do that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Arnie, thank you so much. I super, super appreciate you coming on here, man. Like I said, Guys, this has been Arnie Giske. We'll put all of his links to his group and his websites and everything down below where you can check him out. Uh, this has been Think Different Theory Podcast, like I said, with Arnie Giske. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. We think different. We do it different. Uh, and, and that's why we're able to, to live differently and, and really have a, a positive effect on everything. 
I will. I love you all, and I will see you in the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Thanks, guys. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on that you like my stuff and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.